What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, July 9th, 2014. You guys are listening to episode 167. Uh, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope you guys had a good week in between. Well, actually, it's a day short because I did the last one um, on uh, on Thursday, so I'm trying to get it back. But uh, anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed their um, 4th of July weekend i don't know wherever you are but um the weather here basically ruined it ruined it oh i guess i guess if you went down to the city i think the city was okay for the um you know the macy's uh fireworks thing that they do down there um they didn't have that much rain for that or the rain had stopped by then but up where i am which is uh, a little bit outside the city man it just poured basically until eight o'clock so I guess the only thing families could have done around here would be go to like a nine o'clock or a nine fifteen. the fireworks were starting. I guess uh, that was it. But for us, man, we just uh, hung out at home and I loved it. I loved every minute of really doing nothing. Put my daughter to sleep. Me, my son and my wife watched the fireworks, which bored him to tears and it wasn't that good. And then uh, that was pretty much it. So um, my 4th of July weekend was literally looking at sedans for four days. That's what I've been doing. I've been looking online for cars because I have to make a decision here in the next week or so, and I just can't make a decision. You know, I want the powerful engine, but I want good on gas. I'm just, I'm all over the place. What I want is, um, what I want is Linguini at Bruno's. Remember that in My uh, my Blue Heaven? Anyway, uh, yeah, man, I was looking at... Uh, what sucks is, and here's my problem with the cars, not that you guys give a shit, don't worry, I'm going to get into the show, I got some really uh, cool stuff to talk about uh, this week, and uh, you know, we got the whole thing, a lot going on in sports, unacceptables we got, we got, um, you know, just some stuff going on in the comedy world, uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are, uh, I hope this podcast finds you well, I'm actually in the mood to do a podcast right now. So I feel like I'm like ready for a show right now. I'm ready to, I'm sharp right now. Uh, I hope that could change soon. But um, yeah, so I'm looking for, you know, a car. And what I noticed was all of the cars, all of the makes are redoing the bodies on all the cars in um, 2015. Some started now, I think like the, like the, like, Toyota and Nissan and and Chevy and all these different places like all these 2015s are going to be coming out anywhere from August to the end of the year and I could wait but I kind of just want to get out of my thing now um and you know some of these bodies are really nice now I'm I'm I kind of went away from American cars after I gave them a chance I got a truck in 20 uh, I'm, I'm sorry yeah 07 I got a truck I got a nice white truck, leathered out, really nice truck, and uh, it almost killed me because the engines or the little motors of the windshield wipers both died on me in a downpour. I think I spoke about it on the podcast before when my fucking head was out the window like Ace Ventura, I was, I almost, and there was no shoulder. I could have been killed. There was like 18-wheelers flying by, and I was like, you know something? Fuck this. You know, American cars, just they don't have their shit together. I don't give a fuck. You know, some of them do. You got to get the best of the make. You know, I, there's some great Chevys out there, but you can't, I test drove a Malibu. You know, a Malibu's all right, but you got to get like an upgraded engine. The thing just doesn't have any fucking heart. Um, you know, and and with gas prices, you know, I want I want to get an Impala, but I can't. You know, I, wanna, I can't throw seventy dollars a day, and I drive all over the place. It's just ridiculous. I might as well be driving a Maserati for the amount of distance I'm driving with the gas. I will tell you what Chevy I want. And look at it, because I'm not a Chevy Vault guy, but the 2015 Chevy Vault, the new body, oh my God, is that ridiculous. But again, I got to wait. I don't want to wait. But I am almost ready to just go electric or something, you know. I like the Tesla, but the Tesla's like 70 grand, and it's just, you know, that's just ridiculous. You know, and no matter how much you save on that, like I, I don't, you know, justifying buying a $70,000 ride you know, with two kids and a new house is just fucking ridiculous. I just want, here's what I want. I want, I want fucking luxury. I want a decent engine and I want good on gas. Uh, That's what I want. 
I just want a comfortable. I'm like, I like my all my friends make fun of. I like old man shit. Just something that cruises smooth. That's what I'm looking for. But anyway, all right, we, we've talked about that. I will let you guys know what car I land on if I remember on the next podcast. But I'm looking for some shit. Um, by the way, if you guys have any hookups with anything, if you guys have any hookups, let me know. Okay. If you hook it up, I'll send you, like, when my first CD comes out, I'll send you something. If I get t-shirts, whatever, you want to come to a comedy show, I'll do what I can do. I'll hook you guys up. But if you know somebody or if you could get me a good deal. And don't call me up and be like, yeah, I could get you. And then give me, like, $5 off of what the regular fucking, what these regular dealerships could do. I mean, if you got a hookup, let me know. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of this, oh, I got to talk about this shit real quick, okay? So my wife... My wife and I both get our cars almost the same time, okay? So my wife has, my wife drives a truck, I drive a sedan. I mean, both cars are obviously ours, but like my wife takes a truck to work and, you know, it's safer. She's got the kids, it's bigger. And her her lease was up with Nissan. So my lease is up like right after her. So mine's ready to go now too. And we decided to buy the next truck with her. Now here's the thing. When I was looking to get out of my car months ago, I went to this guy. And this guy was all excited and he's showing me a car. He's like, oh, this would be a great car for you, this and that, right? And I was thinking about doing it. And then I just realized, I'm like, man, I don't really want to do this right now. I don't want to, I think I think I, I got a little, you know, I think I got a little anxious. And um, I was, you know, I think I got a little anxious and I was just looking and all of a sudden I got into it with the sales guy and then that's it. So this guy keeps calling me. And calling me. And this guy was hilarious. He's like, well, you know, Paul, yeah, listen, I mean, I haven't heard from you, Paul. And he kept saying my name. And Paul, listen, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, this is a deal of a lifetime. I mean, you can't get it better. I mean, this guy said a deal of a lifetime. You would have thought this guy was selling me a fucking kidney. Okay. And he's selling me a Nissan. Right. So... I just kind of ignore the guy because it did get to the point where he just kept calling me and I just was like, dude, man, you got to chill out. Like I told him on the phone, like I'll get back to you when I figure this out. And if I don't, I don't. And like this dude just kept basically like, you know, he's like older like guy. So I let it go. So anyway, when I would go to the Nissan dealership for the services on the truck, I'd see him every once in a while. And like I know he would kind of like walk away like we just had this weird thing. Anyway, I go in there to talk to them about another truck. And like, he's just like, he hops back into this thing and he's like super nice. And, uh, he was just like, yeah, this guy's a comedian. This guy's incredible. This guy, you got to see this. He never saw my comedy. Doesn't know anything about me. Just one of the most foolish shit guys to the point where it was just really comical. And just like, I know he's doing his job. He was an older guy. He's, I found out he's going through a rough time. So whatever, I left it alone. But just some of these guys at dealerships are fucking hilarious the way that they talk to you. They have no idea about what you really need, what you really want. They're just, it's just, they're just so full of shit. And, um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I was going to test drive with your wife and stuff. And I was like, I'll tell you a joke, but oh, you know, you probably get a lot of that at home. Like all this corny, typical, like fake bullshit. And it's just so funny. So we're we're looking for the car thing. But um a lot of things that I want to talk about on the show. Guys, let me just take a sip of my water. Oh, by the way, hold on. I I got I got I got to address something here, okay, with some of these listeners. First of all, as you guys know, okay, as you guys know that I don't think there's a podcast out there, and I really wholeheartedly believe this. I don't think there's a podcast out there where you know that cares as much of their fans as I do. And I think that that comes through on the airwaves um, when I'm talking to you guys and you guys are listening. I, I do. Um, I mean, maybe some podcasts can match it, but like I genuinely am taken back by the amount of listeners, how the show's doing, how the show's getting better, all the things that you guys are saying, and I totally appreciate that. So I just want to, you know, preface what I'm about to say with that. However... Some of you fucking animals that listen, I don't even care if you listen, with your stupid fucking tweets, your dumb comments, like, yeah, why don't you, yeah, when you said this and that, like, why don't you fucking, like, just critiquing every little thing, saying bad jokes, or like, uh, yeah, why don't you sip your water a little more, why don't you breathe a little bit, like, why don't you fucking, you know, this guy's saying, like, um, and like, this and that, and it's like, dude, listen, 
I sit here by myself and I fucking give you people fucking an hour or whatever of the shit that I want to talk about. And look, I appreciate you listening, but if you're going to be a cunt and a dummy, I don't need you to listen. I I fucking don't. If you're going to be somebody that listens just to get your stupid fucking two cents in and just say something stupid on Twitter, I really don't want to fucking hear it. And the reason why I'm saying it this week is because me and my friends and a lot of people that I've been talking to, when anything happens in the media or anything happens out there, some dumb listeners and followers come at us like, yeah, well, what do you think? Why don't you say something about this? What? You don't have anything to say about this? Whatever. And like just fucking critiquing things and saying stuff to the point where it's almost like, dude, are you listening as a supporter or are you listening as a cunt who wants to be a dick? And I'm trying to weed those people out because when I do shows and when I go into comedy clubs and when I eventually get into theaters and blow the fuck up the way I hope to and plan to and God willing that that can happen, I don't want assholes there. I want the people, I want it all to be fucking, you know, really cool fans. And I got pissed off this week because a lot of my friends were like, like, I don't know what it was about this week, but a lot of people on Twitter were being like dicks to like their, their comedian, like the people that the comedians that they like. You know, and just like saying shit or like even we took some pictures in, in, in Vegas and people were like shitting on like all of us just saying stuff like, yeah, nice this, nice that. And it's like, dude, you're not funny. Like, it's not funny. Like your fucking dumb little fucking tweet. It, it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. It's stupid. You know, if if because and I'm talking about the people where it comes from a malicious place. You guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody that says something that's kind of funny or like you know. I'm, I mean, I could take fucking ball breaking. This is different. I'm talking about the equivalent of a heckler or a drunk asshole in a club who you just want out of the club because they're distracting everybody else who paid those people on Twitter. I can't stand them. I really fucking can't stand them. And, you know, it's just, it just gets to the point where it's just like, listen, if you're going to say something or critique every little thing, you know, like, just don't listen then. Cause I, I don't really don't want to hear your stupidity. Cause I got to tell you, I tweeted this the other day. And if you look at my Twitter, you could see it was like two days ago. And I just tweeted so many people are so fucking stupid. There's just so many fucking dumb people in this world. It's just, it, it, it really is ridiculous. And, and the reason I brought this up, too, is because I don't know if you guys are aware. We were talking, myself and uh, a couple of comedians were talking at Stand Up New York the other night. And I was in there doing a show, and I was having a great time. And um, we just talked about how there's like a war on comedy right now where you have to watch everything you say. Um, if you touch on certain things, there's bloggers, there's letters written about you, there's people going out of their way to make sure that you don't get work. I mean, it is really bad with what's going on with freedom of speech. And don't worry, I'm going to get to the funny part of this uh, podcast, <laughs> but I just have to address this and, and it's something that I think makes for good talk and, and it's real talk and it's something that I'm going through and I want to put that out there, but I just feel... You know, I was talking to somebody and they said, like a buddy of mine, somebody that I've been doing comedy with for a long time was in the city and um, they just were like, yeah, they said something about dropping a roofie in a girl's drink and all of a sudden, never said the word rape and all of a sudden somebody wrote a letter, went on Yelp and said, oh, rape comedy at this club. I mean, that's crazy. You guys might have listened to the show where I where I talked about when I did that benefit for aut- autism and I was not told that there was going to be children with Down syndrome in the crowd and, and some of them would like yell out and, and make noises and do all things that can throw a comedian and I was never prepared or, or told about that and I just discussed what happened. I talked about how I thought it was really bad on their part and what, what they set us up for. And, um, you know, I, I just said how I felt and I said what it was and I said what this, you know, um, this kid with autism did during my show and I just talked about it and I described it and fine, I did describe it in a, you know, with anger and, and I wasn't happy about it, but at the same time I was being honest. And then, you know, a woman, I read you guys the letter of what the woman said for you new listeners. You probably didn't hear it, but you know, this was a while back, but you know, she wrote something and she said like, I'm going to make sure that you don't do any work with mentally challenged charities or anything like that. And it's like, I think about that. I'm going to make sure you don't do any charity work. Like I was there, I was there for these people like to, 
for a charity. And, and I got news for you. Whether people think, oh, whether you get paid or not, if you drive out somewhere and you know that there's certain things you can't talk about and there's a crowd of people raising money and you're there for them, dude, that's fucking, that's a good thing. And um, one of the coolest parts about this was one of my listeners, um, loyal listener, I believe, and, and I, I think he's probably listening to this and I hope he is, but he he actually wrote me a letter and he said, Paul, you know, I just want to let you know, weeks later, he said, I just want to let you know that, um, you know, I have a son or I have a child with Down syndrome or something. And I want to let you know that I listened to every word you said, you know, when you got upset during that thing after that show. And I, I don't have any problem with what you said. You know, you just were talking about what happened. I don't have any issue with it. And this lady couldn't understand that. And like an asshole, I actually took the time to write to her telling her that, you know, and, and so many times I said, you know, my heart goes out to people like that. And she's like, well, if you don't think anything, I feel sorry for you. And I just realized at the end of the day, she's an unhappy cunt. That's what she is. I will not apologize for anything. I don't give a fuck. You can blog about me. I don't care. Okay. First of all, I'm smart enough to not tweet anything really stupid. And I'm not in a position in my career where I can lose a TV show or I can lose a lot of money, you know, but if, if I was, if I was a professional athlete in the NBA, I would know before I tweeted, hey, somebody's going to come after this and I could lose shit. And you got to be smart. You know, another thing I don't do, I'm not going to get on stage drunk because I don't want to, I don't want to be responsible for me going on some rant and saying things and then somebody pulls out their phone and does it. But it just sucks that I have to fear that and comedians have to fear that. You know, anytime you have to apologize for freedom of speech, it's fucked up. Whatever you want to say, it's fucked up and it's wrong. You know, now listen, if you go on some crazy rant and if you say something that's just so blatantly violent, scary, you know, threatening, you know, racist, like really fucking nuts, you know, like some Donald Sterling, you know, shit that make, like if you, if you really come out and say something like that's going to make people go, wow. And I know Donald Sterling didn't fully come out and say, but you know, certain things that he did say, it's just like, you're kind of like, you know, basically what I'm saying is I'm smart enough to not, you know, to do put stuff out, out there like that, nor do I believe those things. But I just feel that like, you know, with what's going on, like there's like, it's really bad right now. Comedians are getting attacked. Comedians are apologizing. You know, you saw it with, with Tracy Morgan when he made that gay joke and he, he apologized and, you know, he probably was forced to apologize, I would imagine. I mean, because I, I mean, that's his act is just funny and he just says shit off the cuff and whatever and, and shit happened. I mean, I don't know if he was forced to. I don't want to speak for him or be disrespectful. By the way, shout out to Tracy Morgan who was out of the hospital, out of intensive care, in a um, rehab facility getting better. And um, Tracy was great to me, said some really nice things to me recently. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks before his accident. So I'm glad. Also, Artie Fuqua, who was in the car, I heard he's out of intensive care and he's in a, in a rehab facility. So um, really happy about that. That was a scary accident with uh, and, and my friend Harris Stanton luckily walked away with a broken wrist that night from the hospital and he's okay. So um, really scary stuff. And obviously, uh, again, rest in peace to... Uh, was it uh, James McNair, Jimmy Mack, who passed away in that accident? But anyway, going back to what I was saying, um, there, there's like a real big problem right now with people looking for issues with comedians. And any comedian listening to this, if you're an up-and-coming comedian, you got one of the best piece of advice somebody just told me they got from Patrice O'Neill, rest his soul, is Patrice O'Neill said, if you're going to say something, you just make sure you believe in it. Like if you're going to go on that stage, if you're going to go on a podcast, whatever you're going to do, when it comes out of your mouth and it's recorded and it's there permanently, okay, for people to record, people to get on their phones or even some pain in the ass who's going to go repeat what you said, make sure you believe it because th these people are, are fucking crazy. These people are trying to stop us from saying what we want to say, man. It's, it really is crazy. Like, you think George Carlin in a million fucking years would have apologized for anything? Sam Kinison? Richard Pryor? You know, I mean, it, it's like, it's just, it's like, there should be a disclaimer at every comedy club above every comedy club's showroom or door or front door or even a sign outside before you walk in the fucking door. It should say, if you are easily offended about race, violence, drugs, rape, 
mentally challenged. Like it should list every problem that somebody can have and say these issues may be touched on because these comedians are, we don't know what they're going to say. You know, and it's an art form. They're trying to be funny and they're going to say shit. And if you're easily offended, leave. And that would be, you know, but I, I don't understand. Like anybody, future comedy club owners do that. You know, because it, it's fucking ridiculous. And I, I, I am making a promise to you guys, unless I am drunk or out of my mind in a rant where I don't know what I'm saying, I am not apologizing for shit. Ever. Regardless of where I'm at. I'm just not. It's just, it's it's the most ridiculous thing, okay? And if I did a show and, and I did a joke about dropping a roofie in a drink and someone's coming, I would fucking go back and say, you're a cunt. And I wish I said fucking rape in my set. You cunt. Get the fuck away from me and any club I'm in. Fuck them. Fuck them all and don't apologize for anything. It's ridiculous, Okay? And I swear to God, man, like, don't do shit just for shock value that you don't believe in. Believe in what you say and say it. And I have no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm also, like, I'm at the point, too, where, like, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling people on Twitter, too. It's like, yeah, if you don't like something I say or if, like, you just get either offended or you want to say something negative, just fucking just, you know. Because this is the thing, too. People that are negative or critique things or say things bad, 98% of the time, the comedian's just going to either, like, not have you, like, block you, never respond to you, think you're nuts. I did a joke at a college about UFC being, like, borderline gay, totally joking because these guys, like, wrap each other's bare feet around their faces, totally joking. I know it's fucking tough, hardcore shit. Some guy was so offended, his mother wrote a long letter, I got, like, hate mail, him saying, how can you do that? He, like, compared them to soldiers fighting in the war. I mean, people are fucked up. <laughs> it's so crazy to me, man. It's so crazy. You got to worry about everything you say today. Because you're going to hurt this one's feelings and that one's feelings and this and that. It's like, oh my God. It's, I think that this is the reason why, too, we're fat. Have you ever been, have you ever gone, recently gone to an amusement park or a baseball game or like some place where just with a lot of people lately? Look at it. Jason Law had said today on Twitter or on Facebook, he said that there, people are so fat at this amusement park he's at that there's bigger lines for the concession than the roller coasters. And I think it just all goes down to the same shit. I'm not trying to be some old guy saying all oh, times have changed. I swear to God, because I'm, you know, I'm sitting here in my 30s. But I got to tell you, man, it's crazy. We've become like food obsessed pussies who don't say anything. We don't fucking, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I, I, I'm really at the point where I'm just like, fuck this shit. I don't care, man. Fuck these people. Seriously. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Not listen to my show? What are you gonna do? Not come to my show? Great. Then I don't have a pain in the ass in my show, and I can concentrate on the people that love what I do and fucking meet them and talk to them and have a good time with them. You asshole. Leave. Leave. All right. I'm done with that. Back to the show. I probably just lost like 20 people. Fuck them. Good. Now I don't have to listen to some stupid fucking comment. All right. Anyway, here we go. So the war on comedians is out there. Just be aware of it and don't go to a comedy club if you're easily offended. There. Done. I've, I've, I'm done with that. <laughs> uh, but I am telling you, you know what's really cool? And I noticed it this weekend at these 4th of July barbecues or whatever. I noticed that. It definitely, obviously, people get smarter with age. You get wiser as you evolve. And I noticed that it's happening with me a little bit because I used to jump in to arguments where I knew I couldn't win. You know what I mean? You ever jump into an argument, you know you couldn't win. Like you just kind of like you hear like somebody who's totally different political views, totally different religious you know um, views and with the religion and the politics, you're like, I'm never going to turn this person over to what I'm thinking or have them be in the middle. That's never going to happen. But you still like either have a couple of drinks in you and just to be a dick, you fight it. Well, this week I was just listening to shit that I 100% disagreed with. 
And I just, instead of going, and I had a couple of drinks in me, and I, instead I just basically go, you know what? And I just walked into the other room. I sat on the couch, and I started just watching the Yankee game. And, you know, I leaned over to my brother, and I told him, and he's like, yeah, there's no reason. And, and, and you really do have to pick your battles. And it's hard for somebody like me. You know, you guys know I'm opinionated. I got a lot of shit on my mind. I want to say things. But when you know you can't win, if you know that there's no way, fuck it. Just let it go as hard as it is. Just look and shake your head and move on. And it's going to save you years off of your life. The grief of like, you know. Because, I mean, you could hear shit that's ridiculous. You could hear some guy drunk. I'll tell you, you know, one thing is fucking this fucking Hitler guy had a point. I mean, this fucking Hitler guy, I mean, I know what he did was a little fucked up over there. But, I mean, I got to tell you something. I mean, this guy was a leader. I mean, I might have voted for this. And you're just like, you're sitting there with like a vodka cranberry or whatever, a whiskey. And you're just looking at this person going, am I ever going to jump into this conversation and change this fucking moron's opinion? You know? So I, I was really, I noticed that for the first time. I was like, oh my God. I just, and it's kind of like, and you do it with, and fellas, do it with your wife. Do it with your woman. It's amazing. When you know that you can't win and it's going to be a fight, just either agree or just go, yeah, or like don't say it. Perfect example. The other day my wife said something and um, I got mad. And my first instinct was to just fucking shoot venom out of my mouth like a fucking cobra. And what I did was I just pulled back. Like I, if I was the snake, instead of, I just kind of pulled back and just slithered away. I hate snakes and I don't even know why I use that example. But uh, just the word slithered is just so fucking awful. But you know what I mean? Like I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it. And then I just went up and I talked to her normal and it made everything. Now the, like a year ago me, two years ago me would have been like, fuck that, but And it's just so much better. Take the high road. Take the high road. I don't want bullshit in my life. I literally just asked people on my Twitter, if you're going to say something negative, fucking leave. I'd rather you not listen. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I just I just don't, you know what I mean? You're just a fight with my wife that I don't want to deal with in the kitchen. So please, just fucking leave. Pick your battles, man. Um, oh, by the way, I want to say about a cigar, and shout out to... Um, David Stein from the uh, Hey My Man podcast, who's always been a big supporter of of mine and um, the Verzi Effect, but he said something to me like, why don't you review cigars every once in a while? And um, I'm not a big flavored cigar guy, but this acid Cubana, you guys have had this? I was in um, Cleveland, and someone's like, you got to get this acid, man, acid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't want to trip. I just want tobacco. And they're like, no, it's acid. A-C-I-D is the brand. And what it is is the tobacco is not really flavored. Just like the outer leaf of it just has like a sweet flavor. But the inside is like amazing tobacco, really good cigar. And at first I was like, man, I don't know. I just like the regular straight up like kind of hardcore smoke. And not hardcore, but like, you know, regular, like no no sweet, nothing. And then I had another one. And then somebody was like uh, telling my brother, he's like, you got to smoke this one. I used to smoke Cubans all the time. This is a cigar. So my brother brought one over. Uh, a couple days after the 4th of July, and I was smoking with my brothers, and oh my God, it is really good. So it's called Acid Cubana, and just get it, and it is a great cigar, man, and it just gets better as it goes. So I had that one. So if you want to check that one out. Uh, also, the, there's one called My Father. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Rocky Patels are good. My Father, Acid I like. Um I mean, of course, like the Romeos and the, and the Macanudos and stuff. Like, you could definitely get a, a good smoke with the punches and all that. But, you know, the, the ones, like, my go-to is this new, this um, AVO that's in this, like, tan container. I thought it was really smooth and good. And now this Acid uh, Cubana, really good. So uh, check those out if you're into cigars. Uh, okay, guys, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Now it's time for the Unacceptables. Let's get into this. Um... Here we go. Unacceptable for the week. Um, you know what? I will do... Yeah, I'll do the fans first. Let's do that. Let's do the fans first for Unacceptables, and then I'll go into mine. And then i got a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll talk about some sports stuff and, um, and some plugs for upcoming shows and all that. So here we go. Unacceptable. First fan. Uh, Chris Hare. Um, at Twitter feed is at SnapPrintEnjoy. 
So I'm imagining, I'm imagining it's some kind of photography thing, or whatever. But it's Chris Hare, uh, Twitter feed at Snap Print Enjoy. He said, double parking on a one-way street. Oh, that already got me nuts when I read that. Double parking on a one-way street, talking to your friend from your car with open spots 10 feet away. That is a great one because we've all saw that. We've all been in a car just wanting to go and we can't because this stupid fucking conversation with these people on a one-way street when all they got to do is pull over, get out, and talk like human beings instead of from your car for a second. Absolutely unacceptable. I agree 100%, Chris. It That shit drives me nuts. And um, I think, I don't know what it is. Anything with a car gets me crazier. So, and, and in fact, mine actually, my, um, my, uh, unacceptable has to do with that too but uh thank you so that's a good one definitely uh and that was chris hare at snap print enjoy people double park on a one-way street talking to their friends with a free spot like 10 feet from them okay uh the next one is this one is just ridiculous (laughs) kevin show at kevin show is the twitter uh obviously kevin k-e-v-i-n s-h-u-l-l on twitter Guy across the aisle from me on the plane takes off shoes and socks. That's ridiculous. How is that? First of all, that's so unacceptable that how does the plane, how does the fucking flight attendants not go, sir, like, you can't, like, you can't do that. You can't have your fucking bare-ass feet on a plane. First of all, that guy's, how many germs are on a plane? That's just ridiculous. So, and I'm imagining the guy, I don't know why, but I'm imagining the guy not fully fat, but like somewhere in the middle, just like selfish, just with his f- selfish neck. Just a, You ever just look at somebody's like fat, double fat neck and you're like, this guy's selfish. You could tell he just eats that extra fucking donut or he eats that extra, he's just got selfish neck. But that's uh, that's completely unacceptable. <laughs> it's completely unacceptable taking your shoes and socks off on the airplane. Uh, thank you for that, Kevin. That's another, that's another great one. What is wrong with, are people serious? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there are so many people out there that you're just like, is this really fuck? Is this like, how is this serious? I just, some of the things people say. Oh my God. I speaking of some of the things people say, I have an uncle who's so hilarious. Okay. I don't get to see him a lot. He's my uncle, Rick. He's so fucking hilarious. He's just one of these super nice guys, always joking, right? And he just said something at a barbecue. I'm going to get back. Don't worry. I'm getting to the unacceptables again, but I just have to throw this in here before I forget. So there was a party at my mother's house, right? And my, you know, my mom had like all cousins and people and like, you know, they really were like, hey, you know, can you and your wife and the kids come up? You know, everybody would love to see you. They haven't seen you. I had nothing to do. It wasn't a long drive. It's my family. Of course, I'd love to go. So we go and all these like relatives are there that I haven't seen in a long time, you know, um, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. And we start playing that beanbag toss game, you know, and uh, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm drinking, uh, you know, I was drinking some vodka. I was having a good time. And my uncle just comes up to me. He goes, look at this. Look at the party over there. He goes, all the women are on one side and the guys are on the other side. He goes, this is like high school right now. And he was right. Like it was like all these women in my mom's backyard were just in like, <laughs> were just in like a circle of like 12. Like it was just rolling deep. And he's like, look at them. Look at all these women. They got like a union over there. And we're just playing, and like you never thought something like this would come from. And he goes, "Hey, Paul, Paul, come here." And I was like, "What?" He goes, "I gave you a hundred bucks if you just go stand in the middle of that woman's circle and go, cunt." <laughs> I just, I had to put my drink down because it was just so unexpected and just like, you know, like all family that we love was there, and he wasn't even doing it to be disrespectful to them. He was just like, they hate the word. He goes, they hate the word. Once they hear that c word, they go nuts. Just go and do it. I, it was hysterical. Uh, no, I did not do it, but I mean, it, it was just, just, you know, anyway, so that made me think when I said some people just say shit, but he's actually cool and says funny shit. Uh, this one was a last minute, last minute tweet, and um, this is unacceptable too. This is unacceptable for a couple of reasons. It says, uh, uh, this is um, at Nick Piccolino, P-I-C-C-O-L-I-N-O, at Nick Piccolino. 
cooking fish in the microwave at work, making the building smell for the rest of the afternoon. Now, here's my problem with this. My unacceptable with this. Yes, granted, the smell is fucked up, but you know what? Fish is not bad to eat, and I like fish. But here, but it is it is unacceptable to kind of like you should kind of be like, dude, am I really gonna like go into the office? Like a lot of people don't like fish. It's not like chicken or steak or something. Like you know that most people will eat that, but you know, or like microwaves at your job are supposed to be. I would imagine to heat shit up that you like leftovers or like you know like throw a fucking burrito in there that you got. But to put fish in there and just know it's going to stink, that is definitely a little unacceptable. But what's even more unacceptable about this one to me is who cooks fish in a microwave? Like, that's the fucking disgusting part about it. Like, fish, listen, if I'm eating fish, I am at a restaurant that gets fish imported every night. You know, and you just get amazing cuts of it, and it's delicious and fresh, and it was cooked by a professional. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've gone to the, I've gone to the supermarket. I've got like a tilapia and thrown some, you know, some salt and pepper and lemon and, and a little sauce on. Cook it real quick. It's delicious. Yes, but you're bringing fish to work and cooking it in the microwave. Absolutely unacceptable. Just you could smell the undeliciousness of it, and, and the rest of your workers got to know. That's like three levels of bad. Like the rest of your workers know you're cooking fish in a microwave. It smells like shit. It's like, you know, why are you... Co- it's Yeah, it's awful. Absolutely unacceptable. Good one, Nick. It's definitely a good one. I like that one. Um, so thank you. Those are the three unacceptables um, for the week. Um, Chris Hare at Snap Print and Joy. Kevin Scholl at Kevin Scholl. And uh, at Nick... Piccolino, that's P-I-C-C-O-L-I-N-O. So um, those guys, man, thanks so much, and uh, I appreciate it, and those are great ones. Now, guys, here we go. My unacceptable for the week. My unacceptable for the week is, uh, well, I'll tell you what's going on with it first, and then I'll tell you what's unacceptable. So my son graduated from um, preschool, and he's going to daycare. I mean, yeah, he's going to, uh, I'm sorry, summer camp until he goes to kindergarten next year, Okay. Now, hold on, I'm going to take a sip. So before you fucking get on Twitter, what the fuck are you doing in the middle of the story taking a fuck? the fuck? Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, Verzi, I felt your wet, your wet lips on a fucking... Shut up, you dope. Uh, anyway, so my son graduates and he's going to kindergarten. So in the meantime, we're like, let's go. So we go to the town, you know, we were new to the town. So we go and we pay money for my son to go to, I guess it's like a month or so. And it's a really great summer camp. They take the kids hiking. They take the kids fishing. They take the kids on, um, you know, they, they go in the pool, they do art, they bring like bands and music and the kids dance and it's fucking great. And it's not that long and the kids come home and it's great. Although they say the kids come home shot and ready to sleep and my son's still fucking, you got to fight him. You know, the kid needs a dart gun, a tranquilizer to go down. But so now everybody said, oh, you took him to the so-and-so camp and we're like, yeah. And they're like, that's a great place. But here's the thing. You got to leave either super early or get there a little late because there's only a single file line of cars and you got to go up the mountain and in the woods and all this shit to get him and pick him up. And it could be a nightmare. Fine. I'll deal with that. I understand it. You know, we live in a, you know, there's a lot of woods around here. I live in the country. Fine. So my wife is like, oh, when you pick them up, you got to go up the hill and around and you're going to see a cop and then you make a left at the cop and you go around and you, you know, pick them up. So my wife's been picking my son up because she's on jury duty and she's getting home at the certain times where it's, you know, where she, you know, where she can get him early or earlier. But the other day I had to go and get my son. So I'm waiting in line, I show up, and I have to wait like 15 minutes to get my son because it's like everyone's going into an amusement park to get these kids. Fine, I'll deal with it. I put it in park, I was dealing with my daughter, and everything is everything was fine. Finally, a little after, whatever, 3 o'clock, the line starts going, and I start going in, and I start going around the circle the same way I go to pick my son up. And this fucking dude yells, hey, you here to pick up? pick up and I go yeah and he goes what and I go yeah yes I am this guy looked like he should be I mean this guy looked like he should be fuck I'm not even kidding this guy looked like he should be fucking you know doing something else 
I mean, actually, he was standing in the woods, so that's probably a good thing for him. But, I mean, this guy looked like a fucking... But he was like, hey, are you picking up? Yeah, I'm picking up. Well, come around this way. And, like, they had cones, and you had to make, like, a further circle around to get my son. Now, that annoyed me a little bit. But then when I'm going, you know, around, he goes, all right, move up, move up, move up, move up, like, talking like like that, okay? Now, first of all, I'm in a nice car. There's dirt and gravel everywhere, and there's a car five feet in front of me. Chill the fuck out, okay? So finally, I let it go. It bothers me for a good fucking, you know, 20, bothers me for a good 24 hours. And then I go to pick my son up again. And I go around and I see that guy, and that guy doesn't have a problem, and I feel better. Then the guy right in front where you pull up and ask, you know, the kid, who was kind of decent the first time, this guy is going, come on, who's kid? Get it. Not to me. Thank God, not to me. He's going, all right, come on, come on, get in, get in, get in. And it's like, dude, first of all, okay, let let me make make something fucking clear to these people. We're paying money for our children to be there, okay? I understand there's a fucking driving issue, and I understand it, but guess what? Everybody else understands it. You want to know why? Because we have two fucking eyes, and we know the law of physics. We know how big our cars are, and we know how big this little dirt road is, asshole. It's unacceptable for parents to pay money and then have some fucking, like this guy, even even my brother was there, and he's like, dude, this guy's not fucking, you know, escorting Jay-Z around, relax. This guy was acting like he was on an airport runway with Air Force One landing. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I'm paying money for my kid to be here. If I'm going to take an extra two Mississippis to move up when I'm trying to figure out and get my bearings of where I am, it looks like, first of all, it looks like fucking Bigfoot is about to, is, is going to come out and, you know, and, and you know, grab your, you got to see this. Pl- I'm not even kidding around, dude. My, my, like, serial killers wouldn't go there, like, to drop the body off. That's how just deep in the woods it is to get up there. Like you come up and it's normal, but then leaving, you got to go down this dirt road for 10 minutes in the middle of the woods. It's as if, you, I'm not even kidding, it's as if they paved a road in the middle of the jungle in Vietnam and you had to just drive on it downhill for 10 minutes. That's what it's like leaving my son's day camp, okay? We get it. I see it. I don't need two fucking power crazy assholes telling me, go, 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 or, or yeah, come on, you're here to pick up, we'll go around, first of all, this is the first fucking week the kids are here, and you don't know if I'm new to the area, shut your fucking mouth, okay, you minimum wage asshole, shut the fuck up, okay, I'll go as slow as I want, or as fast as I want to pick up my son at your fucking camp, you don't fucking rush me and tell me to go up, and, and this other asshole up there going, come on, come on, come on, get in, I swear to God, next time I go, and I will announce it and talk about it on the podcast, next time I go, I'm going to go, listen, you guys need to chill out, I understand you guys got a job to do, you need to chill the fuck out, okay, you need to calm down, because there's kids around here, and what's going to happen is, people aren't going to be as cool as me, and they're going to snap, okay, and I, I'll make you fucking eat a handful of rocks, I'll just pick up the fucking, I swear to God, dude, you're going to make me fucking snap, and I don't want to. I don't want these parents and these kids to see what I really want to do with you because you don't have fucking two seconds. Now, I'm probably not going to make the guy eat rocks. I'm venting to you guys now because I'm getting pissed, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I can't deal with that shit. I'm paying money, good money, for my son to go to a great fucking summer camp up here. My wife and I work really hard for this. Okay, and I'm picking this kid up, my son, who I fuck. All I want to do is see him. I'm so excited to see him because he gets all excited when he gets in the car. He's five years old. I lo- obviously love my son more than anything in the world. I want, I just want to see him, talk to him about his day, get him home, hang out with him, or whatever. And and on the way to that, I need these guys rushing because because why why because some fucking you know because some fucking cunt is gonna be upset. In her fucking BMW, she's going to be upset that it took an extra 13 seconds to get her shit-faced kid because it's a single file line and everybody knows what it's like there, okay? Be patient. Don't tell me, go, 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 let's go, let's go. And it's not acceptable even if they're yelling at the counselors like that because the counselors are young kids in their teens fucking being responsible for these people's children. One like fat older man who's kind of a dick, you know, I mean, he was way nicer than the skinny asshole who's going, come on, you pick up, go, 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 go. It's like, how about I go, go, go with my fist in your fucking face? Guy looks like he should be fucking putting out applications at fucking Hertz Rent-A-Car to fucking, you know, 
fix the tires, this fucking asshole. And I got to worry about this asshole rushing me. I swear to God, I'm not even bullshitting or talking shit. Next time I go there, if they really rush me, I'm going to go, listen, I really don't appreciate it. I'm paying good money for my son to be here. I understand it's a line. Calm the fuck down. Okay. Listen, you're not that important here. Okay. They could train a fucking monkey. You could fucking just have a fat cow that doesn't walk with a sign around its neck going, come around this way, and it would be, it would probably be slightly better and smarter than what you're doing. Do you understand that? Do you understand what you're doing doesn't matter? Okay? First, first take yourself out of your position, sir. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Okay? I could see the asshole coming home too. Like, oh, you know, we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta, we gotta make sure the kids are there, and then, and we gotta, we got a single file line that they gotta go around the cones. And he's probably talking shit about me. Like, yeah, there's one guy didn't know where to go around the cone. No, I didn't. You know, I don't know why, because it was the first time I was ever there ever in my life, and I don't know how it works. And it was a different place where I dropped them off. That's why. So calm down. Getting mad at me? I swear to God, dude, I'm gonna complain. I'm complaining to the people at the thing. I'm gonna be like, look, man, I totally understand and appreciate. That there's a single file line and it takes a real long time and you guys have to get people in and out of there. I totally get it. But if if five to ten seconds, if less than a minute is going to make you like pop off at the mouth at me while I'm trying to get my kid, like that's not going to fucking happen. You know, and if you disrespect my wife and talk to my wife like that, I will come in there and make you eat a handful of fucking gravel. Okay. I'll beat you in front of your fucking kids. I don't give a fuck. Don't talk to me or my family like that. Don't rush me and tell me what to do. It's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. I, I pay money to hear some asshole. I'm, I'm going there and I'm paying good money to the town or whatever, whoever the fuck we're paying, writing these, giving us cash or writing these checks or wherever the fuck we're going. I'm doing that to get, to get rushed in line. Like I'm talked to, like I'm a child, like I'm in line at some fucking kids, uh, kids barbecue or kids birthday party. Are you out of your fucking mind? It's the craziest thing. I've Like, don't, don't ever do that. Unacceptable. Well, you know, we, you know, we, we take good time. You know, we got jobs. We take good time out of our day for your kids. Yeah, then be fucking happy that you're doing it. Don't be a miserable prick because they can probably get people that really are happy. You know who should be working these daycare things? These people that are like, you can't believe that they, they, they're just like so happy. They're so nice. They're so happy. They love children. Like there's no, oh, hey, how you doing? Sure, move up and stuff. Like I don't, listen, I don't want them to slow down. I'm not saying to make everybody wait another 15 minutes because, but I wasn't taking my pretty ass time. I wasn't. I was sitting there waiting and then the line went and I just didn't know where I was going. And a guy was annoyed with me and then he's rushing me. And it's like if I would have stepped on the gas hard once, I would have flew into the car in front of me. That's what somebody should do. Somebody should just step on the gas and fly into a fucking Audi that's sitting there in front of them and then just go and get out of the car and just look at them and go, well, you're rushing me. You're rushing me, cocksucker. That's what happens. Shut the fuck up and wait. Relax for a second. Unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, I'm fired up, Brandon. I'm fired up on this podcast. I am. People. I'm sorry. 167. You know, definitely didn't come with the smiles, but you know what? Fuck it. Sometimes, whatever. It is what it is. Fucking stupid people. The guy goes, and the guy's like, you know, come on, come on, come on. Like, how are these people even allowing this guy to talk like that in front of their kids? I'm not kidding around. I'm being dead serious. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast next time. If this does happen again, if this does happen again, you guys are going to hear a story from me. And you know what? I think I'm picking my son up tomorrow or whatever, but I'm sure in the time from now between episode 168, which is the next one, you, I'm gonna, I am going to say, and then you guys will hear what happens. But I, and I understand, I'm going to tell them, I understand everything, but I'm going to call the office. I'm going to tell them they, they really, you need to call somebody. And they're all walking with walkie talkies and shit. Like I pull up and they're like, what's the name? What's the name? And I'm like, oh, Verzi. Oh, what grade? Great. Oh, kindergarten, kindergarten uh, group. Okay. And they're like, okay. And then as I'm leaving, I hear a uh, Verzi kindergarten group, get them ready. And I'm like, oh, this is a nice operation. This and that never ready when I'm like, you know, he's always, he's kind of ready, but he's like in the distance. Like he's not fucking there waiting right there. So it's like, how tight is it then? So you can't wait an extra second? I'm going at these people, everybody, and you're going to hear what happens. Unacceptable for the week. That's my unacceptable for the week. 
rushing a parent to get their kid when they can't go anywhere either. It's like the asshole who runs a red light or tries to speed through a light only to meet you who's going 20 miles an hour less than him at that same light in, in, in you know 14 seconds later or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. You know what's funny? I could feel some of you guys. I know I'm getting some of you people angry and upset right now. Like, like on my side. Like, oh my god, yeah. I like. I I know that because some of you guys text and go, dude. I'm sitting at work and I want to fight somebody. I'm really not trying to do that. Okay. <laughs> Try to use it as humor. Okay. Try to. But I let's. You got to be honest. This is definitely making for good radio at your cubicle right now, or at your desk job, or at the gym, or wherever you are where you need a little escape. You know, this is definitely got you. You got to give me. This has been a good 50 minutes so far. You know, I, I don't like to toot my own horn on the shows. Like, you know, I, I think like a couple episodes ago or like, you know, I could be like, oh, that was a de- decent show. This one's all right show. This one's definitely like an angry but like keep you listening show. And that's what I love about this. I love doing a podcast too because like I don't know where it's going to take me either. You know, like it's, this is not like I'll have things I want to talk about, but I don't know like if I'm just going to get pissed and lash out or whatever it is. So I hope you're enjoying it. And if not, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to sleep. Just kidding, but I will. But seriously, I have them. Remember in, uh, you guys ever see a uh, dodgeball? He goes, I got some shackles in the back. And he goes, just kidding. <laughs> he goes, but seriously, I've got them. <laughs> ben Stiller played that fucking, um, I'm not like the huge, like, I'm not like the biggest Ben Stiller fan, but some of his like roles, like in, um, you know, in dodgeball where, He's like worked at that like Globo gym or whatever, and you just see him on the big screen, and he's just like, "You call that a sit up?" And it's just like that mustache. He's got that sleazy. It's just like so over the top, um, funny shit. Another funny movie too is, um, I think I've mentioned this a while ago, but uh, Hot Tub Time Machine had some lines. Hot Tub Time Machine had some lines that were just out laugh out loud hysterically funny. Um. <laughs> and uh what else what else is is uh oh the the other guys the other guys the part of the other guys where he's um because i'll talk to him he's the reasonable one and will Ferrell goes yeah yeah you gotta talk to me you gotta talk to me and he just starts, he just goes over the top um and that whole gator gators bitches be tripping or whatever or bitches be tripping um, speaking of movies, everybody, um, what do you guys think? I'm thinking about my buddy is trying to talk me into going to see this, um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or something. And I don't know. Like part of me is like, this could be really cool. But then the other part of me is like, you know, like watching like a bunch of apes running around like with machine guns, like fighting the humans. It's just like, I don't want to be there going, oh my God, what am I doing here? I just, is it a DVD or is it an experience you should have? Gary Oldman's in it, so that could be good. I just don't know. I just don't know. But I haven't been to the theater in a while, and I missed that. I missed that, you know. Actually, I did. I, I went to see I Had to Train My Dragon 2 with my kid and my wife, and I, we loved it. We, we've been watching the first one, and that's a good one. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to end up seeing something, and something tells me it's going to be the Planet of the Apes movie. Um I'll let you guys know whatever else, but um, if you guys have any recommendations. I also want to watch that Kevin Costner movie, Three Days to Kill. I was going to do that um, tonight, but I don't know if I'm going to have time because it's getting late here on the East Coast. Um, but I got some more show here, so I want to talk about um, the... And yeah, listen guys, I'm sorry, I I, I will read off more uh, Unacceptables next week. So uh, send them and keep sending them. It's just I had a lot to talk about today. This whole thing with like people going at comedians and stuff, I wanted to definitely address that and all the stuff that, you know, I've been talking about. And, um, you know, so keep those coming and I will definitely, you know, read off some more other than the three. You know, I, I pick the three and I'll shout out the, you know, the Twitter feed and all that. But I'll also, some other good ones and stuff that come in, I'll do it. It's just this week I had a lot of busy show because I still have a lot of stuff here to talk about with um, sports and then upcoming stuff. Um, you know, with uh, the schedule and comedy and all that. So, um, sports. Now, the big thing is uh, LeBron James and, you know, if you have a TV, you can't escape it because it's just where Melo's going, where LeBron James is going, where, um, you know, Chris Bosh is going and all this stuff. 
Um, I've been saying for a year and a half, two years, and it's documented. I've said it on my podcast. Jason Lawhead could confirm this. I've been saying for a year and a half that LeBron James is going to go back to Cleveland. I think it's an absolute no-brainer for him. I think that uh, they know he's coming. Now, listen, I could be 100% wrong because he did meet with Pat Riley today and Pat Riley, you know, but I don't think he's going. I will be completely and utterly shocked if LeBron James went anywhere other than staying with the Heat where he is now or back to Cleveland. I think that those are the moves. Um, But the Cleveland Cavaliers have this new kid, Wiggins, that they just drafted. They got Kyrie Irvin, who's a great point guard. You know, they got, I heard they're trying to get Ray Allen and Mike Miller, who are like great friends with LeBron. You throw LeBron in that mix, man, that team, I mean, he won 60 games with a team way worse than that. And the East is weak, so that team could really go far. Um, I think it's, I, I think my prediction is in the next 48 hours before the next podcast, you guys are going to hear LeBron James went back to Cleveland or stayed with Miami, but I'm, I'm putting it out there and I'm going to ballsy. I'm putting it out. I'm saying he's going to be in, he's going to be a Cavalier again and he's going to go and make it right there. And I think he will win a championship there. And I think it's going to be one of the greatest sports stories ever that a guy that left, got his Jersey burned. The place hated him. He needed to have a police escort and he comes back and finishes what he started. I just think it's too great of a story. I think there's too good of pieces around him. I think he can get the max contract, which he wanted. His wife and family loves being in Ohio because that's where they're from. They're from, they're from right there, Cleveland or Akron. It's a no brainer for him. It's the last con- probably last big contract of his career. Um, done and done. That's what I think. So that's what I'm calling. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about was, and I, I didn't mention this, and I know Bill Burr mentioned it on his podcast, but I was talking a lot of shit in in um, in Las Vegas about Floyd Mayweather, and we were at this dinner, and that argument came up, and a lot of people were tweeting about it this week, so I wanted to bring it up again, but um, so we're sitting at dinner, me, Bartnick, Lawhead, and Burr, and Lawhead and I get into a screaming match. Like we're at this like amazing, amazing steakhouse. It's like a five. So one. I told you guys about the meal for fucking twenty minutes last week, whatever it was. Um, I went nuts over it, and it, you know it deserved it. That's how good the food was. But we get into like towards the end of the meal, like while we're waiting for the check, we start talking about boxing, and Lawhead just goes, you know. And granted, let me again. I'm going to have people freaking out tweeting me. I know Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran and Thomas the Hitman Hearns and um, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I know the golden age of middleweights. I know they were great. I know they all had to fight each other, and it was really competitive and amazing. I get it. But Lawhead just had this idea. Well, Hagler will just get Mayweather in the corner and beat the fuck out of him. And I go, what? First of all, first of all, let me just say this. Whatever you think of him, Whatever you think about him burning money or being arrogant, fine. The bottom line is this, guys. Floyd Mayweather Jr. and any boxing analyst or any boxing person will tell you this, okay? Floyd Mayweather Jr. is arguably one of the fastest boxers to ever fucking live, okay? He is he is up there with some of the... They have to slow-mo his fucking fights because he's kicking the shit out of people to the body and face without even seeing it. That De La Hoya fight where people would get excited when De La Hoya... And I know De La Hoya was out of his prime. I get it. But that that fight where like all the people were going nuts because De La Hoya would just do like a flurry of bullshit punches in the corner and think he was winning. When they super slow-moed that fight, you saw him just getting body shots that you couldn't see. It was like ridiculous. It was like Bruce Lee shit. Okay, and I'm just saying, I'm not saying that Sugar Ray on a great night couldn't beat him, and Sugar Ray was great many nights. I'm not saying that some of these guys could catch him and win. You know, Burr was like, oh, I'll give you two and two. But the way Lawhead just goes, ah, Hagler will get him in the corner and beat the fuck out of him. I just fucking, and we just start going at it. And I'm like, look, you got, first of all, have some respect for undefeated. I know, fine, I know the competition wasn't great, but didn't he beat, I thought he beat Marquez, he beat Canelo. Canelo was undefeated, 25 years old, in his prime, kicking the shit out of everybody. And when he was done fighting Floyd, he goes, I know he's good. I didn't know he was that good, that fast. Tommy Hearns said in Ring Magazine, Thomas Hearns, he said in, in, in uh, Ring Magazine, he goes, I watched him. He goes, I think he would take, I think I'd, he'd go the distance with me. He goes, he would box me. He's like, the way he moves his head is really good. So you're talking about guys like that. You know, um, Hagler was like, oh, well, until he beats Pacquiao, you know, I worry about his legacy. I agree with that. 
But I think that he knew that Pacquiao was juicing because all he said to Pacquiao was do a, do a drug test every week, 90 days leading up to the fight, do a drug test. And Pacquiao didn't want to do it. So, I mean, I, I can't blame a guy who doesn't want to get the shit kicked out of him by the guy that's cheating. And then he beat the shit out of the he beat the guy that beat the shit out of Pacquiao. So I like Mayweather. I think Mayweather is one of the greats of all time. I think Mayweather would have done fine against those guys. I think he would have used his speed. I think he would have used his intelligence, the way he moves his body, the way he turn does that shoulder turn in his head. He never gets hurt. He never gets knocked down. Okay, fine. You know, he, yeah, fine. It's he doesn't kick the shit out of people. I get it. You know, if, you, if you're really into fucking bludgeoning people, watch the UFC. But as far as being a tactical artist in the ring with your hands, I don't think it gets bet, much better than this guy. This guy in his prime could go toe-to-toe with all of those guys. And I just got, I get, you know, like people like, oh man, today's fucking thing. It's always like today, today. Like today's guys aren't fucking fast and strong. I mean, are you kidding me? It's 2014. These guys take, these guys are fucking in insane shape. But to, to just automatically just say just because those guys had like their heyday and it was good, to just automatically say that this guy doesn't have a chance is ridiculous. It's disrespectful to a guy that's about to be 50-0. and 0. Are you kidding me? Who else has done what this guy's done? And he didn't duck Canelo. Canelo was the hottest boxer out at that point. And he fought him and he beat him. And he beat him handily. You know, he beat Marquez, I think. He beat, he beat everybody. That that he, Listen, he beat everybody that you put in front of him. I actually tweeted at him one time. And I was like, dude, your legacy stinks if you don't beat Pacquiao. But then I started to hear what was going on with Pacquiao. And I started to hear that actually Mayweather was the one that wanted to fight. And Pacquiao's camp did not. And then what happened? Once there were rumors about Pacquiao doing Pacquiao got the shit kicked out of him. Now, I think if Pacquiao caught Mayweather, you know, with a good punch, obviously. It, but But I just, that's like you could say that about anybody. So we got into a screaming match. People were tweeting at me going, you know, hey, man, whatever. And that's fine. Like, I, I totally, that's a great sports argument, you know. But I, I just think that, I think Floyd Mayweather can go against anybody. And I think I, I think to say that about a guy who's never lost with that many fights, that many professional fights, 47 or whatever it is, professional fights, undefeated, never really getting hit, watching how fast he is. I mean, he's beat everybody that's been in front of him. So you can't say that, in my opinion. I think Sugar Ray could have beat him. I think that would have been a great fight. I think Sugar Ray would have been, they would have been chasing each other. And I think it would have been a really, really good fight. Because I think when Floyd fights fights and gets involved in a fight, he's good too. It's not like he runs away and just, I think he's a really great boxer. Great. One of the greats of all time is what I think. Um, So I will anticipate a shitload of hate from that. But whatever. That was the argument that we got into. Um... It was so funny. We were screaming at dinner. Like, we're in this restaurant. Like, a couple of us were in suits. We were dressed nice. It's got, like, that dark, like, ambiance in the room. It's like, and there was just this one table. And our waiter was just laughing. But I'm sitting there going, how the fuck are you? I'm, like, slapping my hands. And he was, it was like, it was, we were screaming at each other in this restaurant. Sports. I'm sitting here calling people morons and stupid, and I'm standing in a restaurant screaming about my point about I think how Floyd Mayweather could hang with those four guys. And if you disagree, let me know. I know some people listen to boxing on the show, uh, who listen to the show. Let me know what you guys think. You know what sucks, though, man? I was thinking about this, and this isn't, you know, this is not, this is not like a racist thing. But has there been a white fighter... You talk about the great white hope. or Has there been a white boxer that can fuck with any of these guys ever? Think about it. If you really think about it. There hasn't been an Asian. You know, I'd like to see an Asian guy just fucking people up instead of with his feet. Or like a ninja just, you know. There hasn't been an Indian. Just, you know, think about it. Hagler, Hearns, Mayweather. Um, Sugar Ray, Tyson, Holyfield, Ali, Joe Lewis. I mean, the list just, you just keep going. The list just goes on and on. We had fucking Peter McNeely getting the shit kicked out of him by like stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut commercials after, you know, he fucking <laughs> got the shit kicked out of him <laughs> from Mike Tyson. Arturo Gotti, he he was rest his soul. He was he was a brawler, and Mickey Ward, those two were. But it, doesn't it seem like white guys just get fucking lumped up? 
You know, like when a white guy wins, his face looks like lasagna. And, you know, when he's crying. I mean, you saw Rocky. I mean, that really is what it is. When a white guy wins, his face looks like lasagna. And when, you know, a black guy wins, it looks like he's just going to go to the craps table with his fucking boxing gloves on. It's just, it's ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> all right, so uh, plugs everybody. The All In Tour, the All In Tour is going to be back in full effect. Oh, I'm actually excited to announce, too, that uh, I'm going to be working with Bill Burr for a, a charity for starving children. And um, see, I do. It's funny. I'm just ranting and screaming about people, calling people morons and this and that. And now I'm like, I'm going to be doing a charity for starving children. No, I'm, we're going to be doing a charity for starving children um, in Brooklyn uh, next Monday and Tuesday. And I have a big announcement about my career, but I don't know. Something's coming up, and I think I'm going to have to announce it next week. But I have something really cool that I'm really excited about that's uh, that's also going to be happening. And it's a... Uh, it's, uh, very nice and exciting and humbling again. So uh, I will talk about that next week. But the all-in tour with myself, Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick, and uh, you never know who's going to stop by. We, you know, we we don't know, but we're going to be in Boston at Laugh Boston, um, which is located in the Westin Hotel in the waterfront. Great location, great place, amazing hotel. Last time I was there. The uh, NHL had like a big event there, and like all these like players and the, the Bruins were in there, or the and they just they were all, you know, hanging out, and it's just a beautiful. You guys have been to Westons before; it's great, and the club is located in the back of it, and um, we're really excited to be there. That's going to be July 17th through the 19th. So if you're in Beantown during those days, come out. Uh, it's a great show. You will not be disappointed. And then the next day, that Sunday, the 20th, we are in Foxwoods Casino. Comics at Foxwoods Casino. Uh, Comics is the club in the casino at Foxwoods, which is in Connecticut. Um, and uh, that's a great time, too. So you could come there Sunday night. You could get a little gambling, a little dinner. Play some cards, play some dice, see a great comedy show. The whole thing will be out there. We'll be selling the official vintage all-in comedy poster, which we're going like hotcakes over in Vegas. And um, so come out to that, and uh, we look forward to it. It'll be a great time. So that's it. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope to see you guys at some of these shows. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, please keep the unacceptables coming. Thank you for the comments. Follow me uh, on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And that's it, guys. Um, Until episode 168, I'm out of here. I hope you guys all have a happy and healthy week uh, with whatever you do. And um, and that's it. I will. Uh, you guys will be hearing from me soon, and hopefully, I can uh, hear from you at an upcoming show. All right. So uh, take care.